What's going on, guys? I want to welcome you to the inaugural episode of the Relentless Podcast. I am Pedro Diaz. I am your host, and this is the Relentless Podcast. Guys, I know that you've probably been following me from my previous podcast. We actually transferred over um, or migrated everything from the Campaign Grind Podcast over here to the Relentless Podcast. You can still search for the Campaign Grind Podcast on any podcast streaming platform. Um, but most of the content is going to be, or all of the new content will be coming to this relentless podcast. Um, so I want to welcome you guys to the inaugural episode of the relentless podcast. Um, before we kind of get into everything, um, I think I got to do some due diligence, especially for the new audience, for the new listeners that don't really know exactly who I am, what we do, um, and kind of what we're all about. I know that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there that you can be listening to of all these self-proclaimed gurus or millionaires and successful people that tell you exactly how to do things. But the reality is that they might have never done it themselves. So I actually want to give you some background on, on myself so you know exactly who you're listening to and, and know kind of where I'm coming from and kind of where I'm going. So a little bit about me. Um, you know, I actually ran for a political office back in the day, back in 2009. Uh, prior to that, I had a marketing and advertising company with my girlfriend, which just so happens to be my wife now and the mother of my three beautiful daughters. Um, so we had a marketing company. It was going great. We started that marketing company immediately after high school. Um, we did a few courses in college and then we kind of realized, hey, you know, college may not necessarily be for us. Um, so we started the marketing and advertising company. It was going great. It was going great. Uh, we were doing design, printing websites and all that fun stuff for, for these small mom and pop businesses. Um, and then one day I kind of woke up and, and, you know, it's, I told my, my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, um, I told her, Hey, you know, I'm considering actually running for office. Like I want to run for, for political office. And she's like, why would you do that? You know, why would you do something so crazy? You know, and I believe I was about 21 or 22 at that time. And she was about 19 or 20. Um, why would you do that? You know, nobody our age thinks about those things. And, you know, we're not even at that level yet, you know? So, um, I told her, I'm like, listen, you know, I've always been involved in politics. I've always been involved in campaigns. Uh, growing up, my father has always worked in the government and, and I've kind of always been involved in politics, to be honest with you. Um, and I just wanted to do it. So, you know, like a, like a, like a true supporter, like a trooper, uh, my wife or my girlfriend got a hundred percent behind me, my wife now. Um, and she supported me every step of the way. Um, long story short, um, I was the youngest candidate. I believe there was about five or seven other candidates there running for office. Um, and I was the youngest one, the one with the least amount of money. Um, but I had that desire to succeed. I had that desire to work hard and, 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 you know, meet as many voters as possible and, and ultimately win the election. Um, but to make a long story short, um, I did not win the election. Um, I made a lot of contacts though, you know, with every, with every failure, uh, whenever one door closes, another door opens. So with every failure, you you have an experience, you have you gain some knowledge. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today. Um, you know, so, yes, I did lose the election. It sucked. It was horrible because we dedicated probably about a year, year and a half of work. You know, it was a year, year and a half that we neglected our marketing company. We neglected our, our clients. Um, and, you know, after the election, it was like no clients left because, 
we neglected them. We forgot about them. You know, and when you own a business or when when you're starting a, a something in general, you know, you got to treat your customers like gold. You got to make sure that they're happy and taken care of all the time, because if you don't take care of them, it's just like any relationship. You don't take care of your spouse. You don't pay attention to your spouse. They're going to go seek attention somewhere else. And that's exactly what happened to us um, when I ran for office. It's basically 100 percent. We put 100 percent of our eggs into the campaign or into our campaign. Um, and basically neglected everything else. So after the election, as I mentioned, we unfortunately we lost. I did make a lot of connections. I did see how the whole process worked um, and how campaigns and elections were were run and managed and successfully won. Um, so basically what I did is I cultivated those relationships that, that I made during uh, my election. Um, and basically what we started doing is what I knew best, which was marketing and advertising, you know, design, printing websites and all that other fun stuff. So we were actually reaching out to candidates, you know, instead of reaching out to small businesses that needed our services or anything like that, we were reaching out to political candidates or, or PACs or political action committees that, you know, had a campaign coming up, coming up or had an issue coming up and that needed our services. And we were basically farming for candidates or we were farming for for clients, which were these political candidates or PACs uh, that needed our services or our products and services. So we were doing that. It was going great, to be honest with you. And the reason that I decided to do that was because I remembered when I was actually running for office, um, you know, I had a whole bunch of people coming up to me saying, hey, you know, we could design and print, you know, this sign for you and it's going to cost you twenty five hundred bucks. And in my mind, I'm like, damn, that's twenty five hundred bucks. You know, I would sell this product, this exact same product to our small business clients, you know, for a fraction of the cost. And then that's kind of where it kind of clicked in my mind, I was like, this is their niche. This is, you know, who they reach out to. This is their business. This is their clientele, you know, and since there aren't many people involved in politics and campaigns or, or actually the strategy behind it or, or the marketing and advertising behind it, you know, they were actually able to charge a premium. It's once again, it's a supply and demand uh, uh, aspect. So there was very little people offering those services. Candidates needed those products and or services. So a lot of these businesses were able to charge, you know, premium dollar for these things. So in order for us to kind of get our foot in the door with these candidates or these packs that needed our products and services, what we did was, you know, we actually undercut the prices. You know, yeah, we were charging much less than what the our competitors were charging here in the political field or the political arena, but we were still charging more than what we were charging for our business clients. So that's when I was like, Hey, I'm onto something here. We're onto something. We got to go 100% with this and we got to do it. And then that is honestly where Diaz Campaigns came about. So Diaz Campaigns is basically a DBA. If for those of you that don't know what a DBA is, it's a doing business as. Our business is registered as Diaz Consulting Group. We do consulting for businesses. We do consulting for political campaigns. Um, but what I needed to do was basically hone in and go 100% in. Once again, going, putting all my eggs into the campaign basket once again, right? But this time it wasn't me running for office. It was me doing campaigns or us doing campaigns for other candidates running for office. So I put 100% of my eggs into the, the Diaz campaign. So, you know, we weren't promoting ourselves. We weren't advertising ourselves as Diaz Consulting Group or DCG or anything like that. We were going 100,000% with Diaz campaigns. And once we did that, once we focused our efforts into basically going and honing in 100% with Diaz campaigns and basically 
running and managing campaigns and being the go-to experts for political campaigns and elections, especially here in South Florida, Miami-Dade County, or even the state of Florida, things just blew up. Um, because one thing that happens, guys, is that a lot of people always, you know, they relax and they're not driven because they always have a plan B. You know, we didn't have a plan B when we started these campaigns. We're like, listen, we're going to go all in. It's going to work and we're going to make it work. Um, and that's what's going to happen. It's got to work. So, you know, we didn't have a plan B to fall back on because what happens with a lot of people is that they think they say, well, I'm going to do X. But then they say, well, you know, if X doesn't work, I may do Y. So it's fine. You know, so you always have that that comfort. Um, and what I'm trying to tell you guys is never have that comfort. Never have that plan B, because if you have that plan B, you're never going to go 100,000% with your plan A. So once we started going 100% with Diaz campaigns, things were just going great. You know, we were doing design, printing, mailing for candidates, you know, all across the state of Florida. Um, and after a while, I just didn't want to be known as Pedro the Printer anymore, as funny as that sounds. Um, I actually got to buy that domain if it's available. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so I just didn't want to be known as Pedro the Printer anymore. So I started consulting and advertising for businesses and stuff like that. I mean, for for consulting for for campaigns. So instead of just doing the design and the printing and the mailing, you know, we started consulting for the for the actual campaigns, and that's where we would make our retainer money. Um, and you know, we actually build a lot of credibility that way. Um, and one of the main reasons we had a lot of success um, with the consulting aspect, you know, more success than we did with the design and the printing was because, you know, we were genuine. I've been there. I've done that. Not a lot of campaign consultants can actually tell you that they've been in the ring, that they've been on the court or they've been on the field. So me as a former candidate, I brought a lot of value to these candidates. I, I know exactly what they're going through, you know, months before the election days before the election, hours before the election, the, the polls close, and even minutes before the polls close. So we were able to add a tremendous amount of value to these particular clients. And we were able to establish these relationships that are just phenomenal. You know, this business, as in any business, it's all about relationships. Um, and guys, that is exactly, you know, what we're doing right now to this day. We're still running and managing political campaigns throughout the entire state of Florida. But now we're actually doing campaigns throughout the entire United States. Um, and now we actually branched off and started offering uh, public affairs consulting, which is a little bit of lobbying to assist uh, businesses that want to do work with local government entities or want to get, you know, uh, awarded uh, government contracts along with government contracting work with, you know, smaller businesses, smaller mom and pop businesses that want to do work with government entities. Um, so basically going 100% in on the Diaz campaigns, you know, allowed us to really make a name for ourselves, make us uh, synonymous with political campaigns and elections, especially here in Miami-Dade County and the state of Florida. Um, and that actually just opened up, you know, several other doors for the public affairs, for the governmental contracting and so on and so forth. So that is exactly where we're at right now. Um, this is actually the second podcast that, that I've Put together that I've produced. Um, the first one was called the Campaign Grind Podcast, um, and the reason that I decided to to put an end to the Campaign Grind Podcast, you know, we may resurrect it eventually because I think it's a pretty badass name. Um, but one of the reasons why I decided to to switch things up a little bit this year um, was because last year, 2020, was just a complete mess. It was chaotic with coronavirus shutdowns and all this other craziness. Um, and basically that's where this whole name came from. That's where relentless came from because 
you know, for the campaign grind, I was getting a lot of people saying, hey, I like your content, but, you know, the name just kind of throws me off because I'm not into campaigns or elections or politics. And I would tell them, like, listen, you know, campaign is not just for politics or campaigns or, or elections. You know, when you're applying for a job, that's a campaign. When you're doing a marketing uh, strategy, that's a marketing campaign. When you're trying to get your spouse to go out with you, um, that's a that's a campaign in itself. So you're basically campaigning every single day. It's just a different term. It's a different word that you're not necessarily used to. But you're campaigning every single day, whether it's trying to get that promotion, trying to get a raise, trying to get your spouse to go out with you, or even trying to get your kids to agree with you on something. So um, when that started happening, I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. Then 2020 comes and just throws you know everything out the window and just basically screws not screws everything up, but you know kind of makes everybody uh, pivot. And kind of change directions for a little bit, and um, and you know find new ways and innovative ways to survive and to adjust and to adapt, um, and that's kind of where the whole relentless uh, theme came from. Because in 2020, uh, last year, I remember, you know, there was a lot of our our small business clients that that we were helping getting government contracts uh, that they were saying, hey, you know, we can't do this and we can't do that because we're older and this and that and whatever. Um, and a lot of those businesses, unfortunately, did go out of business. And the main reason why was because they were not relentless. They were not willing to adjust to the times. They were not willing to find new ways to 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 do business. You know, now with Zoom, you know, a lot of our clients did not want to do Zoom meetings because they didn't want something else to learn. A lot of our clients did not, you know, want to 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 do uh, uh, telephone conferences because they were at home and they were scared that the dog was going to bark or that their kids were going to scream or something like that. And the reality is that, you know, especially during a time like last year, during 2020, during the, the global pandemic, you know, you need to find innovative ways to continue to succeed, to continue to move forward. Um, and that's why I kind of did this whole relentless theme podcast is basically because I want to make sure that people know that just because you're living through a uh, depression or that you're living through a global pandemic does not mean that you have to roll over and die. You need to adjust. You need to adapt. You need to find new ways in order for you to succeed. And that is exactly why this podcast is called the Relentless Podcast. So guys, um, I will be doing these every single week. You will be getting weekly episodes of this podcast. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions, just, you know, comment, uh, give us a call at our office um, or just shoot me an email um, and we'll talk about those things. But we will be bringing guests in. Uh, we will be talking about a lot of different things. We will be talking about business, success, motivation, politics and everything else in between that's happening in the world. Um, and one of the things that I will always, you know, end every episode with is basically either asking uh, our guests or giving you an example of when, you know, uh, one time or what point in our life or my life, their life, whomever we're asking, uh, we had to be relentless. And before I sign off, I want to give you that, that this one time that I had to be relentless. Um, and this is something that sticks with me all the time because this is kind of what, what drives me. Um, you know, so one of the, the, the times that I had to be relentless and I want to share with you guys um, is basically, I believe it was before um, I started the whole Diaz campaign. So this was probably about 27, 2017, give or take, um, early, mid 2017. And, you know, we were doing Diaz consulting group. It was going, it was going okay. You know, it was going okay. Um, 
I recently just, you know, had a, uh, my, my, uh, a daughter, um, and there was a lot of adjustments. It was my second daughter, a lot of adjustments going on and, and just, you know, more people, more mouths to feed and stuff like that. Um, and I was trying to go all in, you know, with DS consulting group and trying to make it work, you know, and what we were doing or what I was doing at that time was basically, in my opinion, spreading myself out too thin. You know, I was doing what I knew best, which is marketing and advertising for small businesses. But then I was also trying to get, you know, political candidates to run their campaigns. And then I was also trying to get some government contract work, you know, to help our clients. So I was kind of like not really focused on one thing. And what ended up happening was that, you know, it got to a point where I told my wife, I'm like, listen, you know, unfortunately, I feel like a failure. 100%. I feel like a failure. Um, and I got to do something because I am the man of this house and I need to provide. Um, and what I ended up doing was basically, uh, I started Ubering. So believe it or not, I believe it was 2017. I had to Uber, uh, you know, for a few months to try to make some extra cash, some extra money to be able to provide for my family. Um, and listen, I'm not knocking on Uber or anything like that. I think if, if, if you need a side hustle, you need some money, you need to, to do something because your business or because your work is, is not paying you enough and you need some extra side cash, you know, Uber is a tremendous, uh, opportunity for you. Um, and I started doing Uber to be honest with you, um, as, as, as scary as that sounds, you know, I, me, yes, Pedro Diaz, um, I did, I was an Uber driver, uh, for, for a little bit, uh, during 2017, not a little bit, actually a few months, um, because I needed that money. I needed to provide for my family. I was not going to have, you know, my wife struggle or my kids struggle or anything like that. So I started Ubering, uh, for a few months. And then after a while, you know, um, Ubering, once again, it was great. We're making a little bit of money here, a little money there. It all worked out. I was working crazy hours, to be honest with you, uh, because I wanted to make the money. But then after a while, I, I just, you know, kind of refocused again, you know, during my Uber rides, uh, when I didn't have a, a, a I guess, a, a guest or a passenger, you know, I'd listen to motivational uh, uh, books or, or podcasts and stuff like that. And I kind of got back, you know, in the groove of things. Um, and basically once I was able to kind of get back in the groove of things, um, I stopped doing Uber and that's honestly where Diaz campaigns, uh, was formed because I said, you know, screw this. I'm not going to, to basically have a plan B. If this doesn't go well, well, I can start Ubering again. No, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go 100% in with Diaz campaigns. Um, and we went 100% in with Diaz campaigns. The next year, 2018, Diaz campaigns did over $1.1 million in sales. Okay. I'm not talking about net. That's not that we pocketed that money. It, it did over $1.1 million in sales in political campaigns alone, not including our marketing and advertising that we were doing for some of our clients that we still, for our business clients that we still had, not including our governmental contracting that we were offering or our lobbying or anything like that. $1.1 million uh, in sales in political campaigns alone in the state of Florida. Um, so guys, that is one instance of when I had to be relentless and do whatever it takes to provide for my family, whatever it takes to succeed. Um, and once again, I just want to leave you guys with this, um, do what your competition is not willing to do in order to succeed. Guys, I want to thank you for taking the time and listening to the inaugural episode of the Relentless Podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions, please leave them in the comments. If you have any questions or concerns, anything you guys want us or, or myself to talk about or anybody you want me to interview um, and ask, you know, when did they have 
uh, or to give us an example of one time that they had to be relentless, um, you know, put them in the comments, email, email me or, or call our office. Um, and we'll be more than happy to do that. So guys, I want to thank you very much for, 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 for being part of the first episode ever of the relentless podcast. Um, Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. We are here to bring value to you, uh, knowledge. Um, this may not be for everybody. There's going to be some things that we say or that we talk about that a lot of people will get upset at. Um, but listen, that's the way that life is. So I want to thank you very much for being part of the first episode of the Relentless Podcast. I will see you guys next week. Up until next time, I am Pedro Diaz signing out. Mm -hmm.